0: Hello unfiltered friends. Today we have on Lee Hammock. Lee Hammock has been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and is self-aware and is going to therapy and is sharing the things that you should look out for as well as sharing how he ended up being the way that he is. There is so much good information and as someone personally who's been affected by narcissism and I'm sure some of you have Please pay attention to this, share this. It can really help people. Also, if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash unfiltered friends, where you get all sorts of perks and behind the scenes. And without further ado, here is Lee Hammack. Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Before we introduce you to our next friend, I want you to take a moment to think about everything that led you to where you are right now. Do you see how strong you are? Do you see how great your story is? I hope you do, and I hope you learn great lessons and get
1: inspired
0: by our next friend's story on the Unfiltered Friends podcast.
1: How's it going, Lee? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good,
0: man. Good, good. I'm really excited for this conversation because I think narcissism, um, less than narcissistic personality disorder, which we'll get into that because I saw you... Actually, let's just get into it now. Okay. I saw you correct yourself in a video where you were like, I am a narcissist. You stopped, pulled back and said, I have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Why did you do that? What's the difference?
1: Narcissist is just the the term that... When, when my wife first called me a narcissist, I'll tell you what I thought. She was like... It's so hard living with a damn narcissist and I just thought narcissist this is 2017 so I thought narcissist was just a word just you know describing people who are arrogant and cocky and stuff like that. So I uh, immediately threw it back at her. You know, so I was just like no you're arrogant, you're cocky, you do all this other stuff, you know. So when she left, I just got inquisitive and I looked it up, you know, and you know Google autocorrect stuff and auto fills and suggest things like I just typed in narcissist and it's like did you mean narcissistic personality disorder? I was just like Oh, (laughs) you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean that, but let's go down this rabbit hole. So that's how I ended up going to therapy and getting diagnosed because I saw myself those traits and things like that. Um, But as far as the difference is, I think narcissists are just it's just the word that most, most people just throw around trying to describe behaviors that people are exhibiting. You know, narcissistic personality disorder is, you know, is clinically diagnosed and whatnot and but not so not all narcissists are going to be have npd not all narcissists are going to have narcissistic personality disorder per se mm. they might display some of the traits and things like that but not all narcissists are going to be have the personality disorder that i have you know so how does so, how do you how do you tell the difference
0: between be, being narcissistic or having npd what's the difference
1: so, so me personally, I don't. So I don't really. <laughs> this is kind of on my, on my platform what I talk about it sometimes too. It's just that I don't. The difference is like a narcissist, like a regular, a narcissistic person, can absorb it and change it and alter their behaviors and things like that. Can take some kind of accountability. It's like damn, that is me. So let me try to make these changes. Whatever I have been a narcissist, you know that person, with the personality disorder, w- doesn't want to hear it. You know what I mean mm. a, a nar- you know is everybody di- is, now, you know everybody personality disorder is not diagnosed but a narcissist a person with NPD is not going to want to hear it at all she's just like I don't yeah I'm not trying to hear that like you're a narcissist like me I throw it back at her and like and most narcissists are going to throw it back at people anyway so I don't, like the difference is like I to, to me typically I to talk about like are they willing to go get help are they willing to go work on themselves and things mm-hmm. like that that's the big difference for me like, so
0: NPD, you don't have the ability to introspect. You pretty much just say it's everyone else
1: that's the problem, not me. Yeah. I mean, narcissists do that too, though. It's like, it's like I just use the <laughs> words kind of interchangeably sometimes, but sometimes I do catch myself because I just, you know, try to open myself up because I have some, a few other people who have been diagnosed. It's like, no, you know, they come at me and talk to me and stuff like that too. So I'm just like, let me try to differentiate, differentiate a little bit. So you hear me say toxic people sometimes too. Mm-hmm. You know, I just say narcissists and toxic people. Because, you know, toxic people might not be narcissists. They just might have toxic behaviors or toxic yeah. traits that they picked up along the way to I protect th- themselves. They might have been with a narcissist, you know. I think everyone has toxic. the
0: capacity. I think we all have a, a, a little bit of narcissism, especially if you're posting online. There's, an, yeah. aspect, uh, there's a, an aspect of narcissism that's there, but that doesn't mean you are narcissistic. It means that you had aspects of you that could be that. Mm-hmm. But I see the word thrown around quite a bit to pretty much just describe anybody that they had maybe not the best interaction with or mm-hmm. or whatever. As someone who's diagnosed with NPD, do you have a feeling one way or the other
1: when you see people just so freely use that term? Oh, uh, So I used to, but now, I, so I, I used to, but then I watched a couple of videos by Dr. Romani and she kind of goes into it. She's like, look, everybody's not gonna be diagnosed. It's, it's not Everybody's not gonna be diagnosed. Everybody's not gonna go get the help anyway. So what you're doing is you're, when you're calling people a narcissist, you're just using that word to describe behaviors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're using that word to describe a set of behaviors that could, could they be, nar- could they have the personality disorder? Yeah. You know, but you're using that to describe a certain set of behaviors that you've experienced that, that other people might agree with as well. Mm. Yeah. Do some people toss it around and just in anger? Oh yeah, definitely. hundred yeah. percent. Like you're a narcissist. You know what I mean? Um, and what you just said earlier about people, everybody who posts online. Yeah. So. a... That's one of the pushbacks that I get. There's just like, he's just doing this for supply and he's just doing this for attention. And I was like, doesn't that, isn't there what everybody does online a little bit? You know, just well, like, <laughs> that was actually one of my questions
0: because it's like, it once, once I actually started researching the aspects of NPD and, mm-hmm. and what that means. And one of that is, it has to do with like self aggrandizing and making yourself the center or whatever. How does someone trust your intent? Behind what you're doing, that you are doing this to actually help people, or are you doing this to to uh, bolster your own self image?
1: Is it both? I, 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 do you care about making people feel comfortable with that? So me personally, I, I so I, when people say that to me, I agree with them. I was like, yeah, I do this because like I do have this grandiose sense of self. I want to be the world's best narcissist. I know that this makes sense <laughs> to a lot of people, but I tell people that I just like, and because that's how people use that to attack me. I just like he's just doing this for attention. I like. But I'm also helping people as mm. well. You know, I'm doing both. Like I do this for attention because I like attention. But also people, I help, you know, thousands of people literally every single day with the stuff that I post. So both things are true. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing that I like attention because, you know, I'm not using it. I'm not it, people when people talk about me like that, it just makes it seem like I'm a robot plugging into it. Like I'm I'm plugging my charger into the wall, charging up (laughs) and then going out here using that power to hurt people. It's just like, yeah, he's just using this platform for supply and he's hurting people. I was just like, you know, I'm not trying to re victimize nobody. I literally just talk, speak my truth and try to help as many people as possible while also getting the attention that I understand with my mindset and going in therapy. I understand that no amount of attention I get will be enough to make me for feel. So I'm just like, yeah. that part, it doesn't even matter to me anymore.
0: When you, you know? when you um, don't receive attention, what happens within you when you don't, when <laughs> yeah. you don't get that validation?
1: So, so I used to delete videos when I, when I post a video and it didn't get atten- the attention oh, that I wanted, I just delete it. I've done that. I was <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I like three likes. i like, that's fire. I'm like, to <laughs> delete it. I'm gonna post it again later. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, it does get frustrating. And I just, you know, typically, you know, in my younger days, my, like my, my, you know, I'm 37 now, but in my younger days, my first got online and stuff like that. Yeah. I used to delete stuff. I used to get angry and lash out at people. And just, you know, if people didn't take the, if people didn't give me attention, I was asking for, I would blame them for, it, you know, just mm-hmm. like, what would you well, say? I, i will be like, if I was on a fitness journey, I posted fitness stuff and I'd get like three likes. Somebody like was like, well, people don't want the fitness journey because it makes them uncomfortable with, you know within themselves. I would just start blaming them for mm-hmm. them not liking my stuff. And that would make me feel better internally about the stuff that I was posting and stuff. I was like, this is why they only got three likes. It was just, it's just silliness in my head,
0: Yeah, you know? So you just don't you don't ever like take ownership of w- why it is it's not performing on your end. It could never be you. It always has to
1: be someone else. Yeah, it, that's how it was. And so now I just understand it. I just like not every video is going to go viral. Not every video yeah. is going to. Not every video is going to take off or hit with certain people and stuff like that, which I understand. You know, so I just, I, I get that part now. But it's still frustrating having the person I disorder. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because you you know I see other people's platforms like how do you got two million followers. And I was just like how. You know, my, I was comparing and contrast. I was like, yeah, my son. I was like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And TikTok you know. especially, like, I've been in this game for
0: 16 years now. I've been mm. doing it full time for 12. And TikTok is the weirdest when it comes to those numbers, man. Like, it made <laughs> it way too easy for a lot of people to get popular. There used to be, like, a, a boundary for entry. I'm not saying there's no town out there. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. definitely, like, more inconsistent. And the highs and lows are, like, yeah. are, like pretty crazy. So that, when you were talking earlier about um, your wife calling you out as a narcissist to bring you to investigate it, are you still with her?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: how did that show up? How did that show up? What what could she point to within you that she could say you are a narcissist in this fashion?
1: So, so it, I think it was just the pattern of behavior. So we had been, so this this is 2017. So we had been married. So we had been together for like five years five and a half years then you know, so she had a pretty you know the patterns were pretty consistent of who I was you know mm. throughout the relationship dynamic and I think her aunt had had an ex ex-husband who was highly narcissistic, or whatever, and then I think she was talking to her aunt and explaining some my behaviors to her. She's like, that sounds like my ex-husband. He might be a narcissist or whatever. So I I guess she planted that seed in her head, you know, and then one day she had went to work or whatever, and I was watching my, my I think it was six or seven months at the time um and i was trying to do some work and he was just not, i'm just telling you, he would just not stop crying and i was just like oh my god and i went to a scream fest just yelling and stuff like that angry because i just started blaming him for where i was at in life i was just like you know i had games to wait i wasn't at my career was you know faltering i had dropped out of school i really didn't have anything going on so i was just blaming my kids in that moment and she just happened to come home and it just hit it kind of hit the you know the it just kind of blew up that in that moment and she was just like, you know, I'm yelling at her. She's yelling at me, and she's like, "It's so damn hard to live with a narcissist." I guess she just it just popped out of her mouth at that moment because it, mm-hmm. yeah, it has boiled over. And she had never said and anything
0: like that before.
1: She had never said it. No, I had never heard that word. I had I had to hear the word in passing, just growing up. You hear the word narcissist, like it comes up here and there. But you know, she just said it out loud. I was like, what the hell? I was like, huh, narcissist. So <laughs> I automatically think it's it's egotistical and ego driven. So I know that part about narcissism in the, the definition of narcissism. Mm-hmm. I was like. You're a narcissist, like you know, I'm just going and if you know, I'm, it take you an hour to get ready. I can get ready in five minutes. I'm talking, you know, I'm just going back and forth to talking jump. And then uh, you can leave. So she leaves, right? And I'm sitting in the house, you know, just a, just the angry rage. You know, I'm just like, Yeah, why did she call me? That? I'm just angry. I'm so you know, so I get on Google, I was just like, narcissist. And then is Google's like, do you mean narcissistic personality? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I was just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I hit enter and then just took me down the rabbit hole. And I was just like, oh, damn, the, the signs and the symptoms, the traits and all this other stuff. And it just described how I've been feeling about my entire life since I was, in, was seven, eight years old. Because I've mm-hmm. always felt like I was an outcast and I've always felt that way. I just never had a word or a definition to understand why And the narcissism. It just bottled everything up into one clear, you know, concise definition for me to understand. I was like, damn, that's me. And so me in that moment, because I had, I didn't know anything else about it online. I just, I felt good. I was like, damn, I'm a narcissist. Cool. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> great. <laughs> At least I have answers as to why my behaviors have been the way that they are. Um, but then you sort of dig a little deeper online, and you see all this stuff, you're like, oh, like, oh, not, maybe not so great. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm just like, oh, so it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks right then and there. Um, and there's no cure for it. There's no pill you can take or whatever. It just says, go to therapy. It was like, I told my wife, I'm like, well, I guess I I guess I'll go to therapy. So, so.
0: what made? because it's so, I think especially men, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I go to therapy and I've ad- advocated for it, but I know a lot of men um, refuse to do so. And I mm-hmm. would feel like you um, having MPD would be even less interested in going to therapy. Why did you go? What made
1: you go? So this is so since like I told you, I I always felt kind of different and kind of, you know, like I needed more, like I wanted more, you know, just the sense that I deserve more in life anyway. So from the time I was like twenty years old working at Blockbuster, I had started doing like personal development. I had been into Tony Robbins and Les Brown for years, so I was already doing that stuff, feeding my mind, that type of stuff right there, just trying to be better and be more ambitious and take chances in life anyway. So I had already been working myself for about twelve years at that time. And then she brought the word narcissist in therapy. So therapy, I just like, I had already been doing personal development. So I convinced myself that therapy is just personal development catered towards me. You know, Tony Robbins and stuff, they put stuff out for the masses to hear. So, you know, for a lot of people to, you know, it it could reach a lot of people and it touches a lot of people. But therapy is the same thing that Tony Robbins says, but it's just like catered down towards me. So I'm just like, you know, this mm. is just more, this is just added personal development for me. It can make me better, you know? And before I joined, before I went to therapy, so this is March 2017 when all this kind of blew up, um, I had joined like some narcissist Facebook groups, like self aware narcissist Facebook groups. So I was in those groups. And how was that? Weird. How were those groups? Like, <laughs> it was just, it, it was so, it was kind of surreal. Cause like when you type in, cause I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I can go to therapy. I didn't know how to get a therapist. I was just like, I'm on Facebook. Let me type narcissist, narcissistic personality disorder on Facebook. And, you know, the groups are coming up. It's like survivors and victim groups. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go on there. You know, and so I was no. just, like, <laughs> just kept scrolling. And it was just like NPD diagnosis, not a survivor's group. So I was just like, OK, cool. Let me click on here. And I just joined the group. And I was kind of silent in the group, just reading the statuses and stuff. And it seemed like I could have wrote those statuses. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, that sounds like me. That's exactly how I feel. i was like, wow. I'm so I'm, I'm kind of I'm with my people, mm-hmm. you know, so it was kind of like <laughs> it was kind of like that right there. So that's March. I didn't go to therapy till October. So it's still, some, I, I wasn't planning on going to therapy. I just told her that to get back, get her back home. But then she kind of wrote it up a few months later. She's like, what happened to that therapy? I think we got to arguments or whatever. She was like, What's, what happened to you going to therapy? I was like, damn. So I reached back into the group. Did like, you try to, <laughs> so you tried to slide, slide without yeah, actually going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah this is like March when she came, when she left and came back. But This like, March? I didn't go to therapy. No, it was in 2017.
0: 2017. Got it.
1: Yeah. So this is like March 2017 when she left and came back. And I told her I would go to therapy. I had joined those self face narcissist group, Facebook mm. groups and I feel like that was helping me along my journey, you know, but it wasn't making those big discernible changes. It was more like, you know, just listening to people and just rationalizing some of the behaviors, but I was still doing the same things in the real life. So she's boarded up one day. She's like, what happened, you, whatever happened to you go to therapy? And I was like, damn it, you know. So I reached back into the groups. So I was just like, so how do I find a therapist? You know, and they told me, it was like, get you on know, psychology today and do this and that. I was like, okay, cool. So I got on there and, you know, so this is October, 2017. So I got on there and found a therapist in in North Carolina while I was at. And, you know, I reached out to about, I had reached out to about four or five of them on there and one of them wrote back. And that's the therapist I've been with since then. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. You know, then I remember just in that last argument we had got into before she bought the therapy up a second time, I just felt like I was lost again. I just, it would just get to the point where I just felt like I was just, you know, just, I don't know, just the end of my rope, I just felt a certain type of way. And then she's brought it up again. She's like, whatever how are you going to therapy. Like, you've been down here more lately. We you arguing here again? So, like, whatever happened to that? And I remember uh, I looked at it the other day. My The very first email I sent to the therapist, it was just like, you know, hey, you know, I'm 99.5% certain I have narcissistic personality disorder. And, you know, but since becoming aware of it, like, I can't, you know, I'm out of control. It was like, it's, it seems like it would be better, but I was actually getting worse because I was aware of my thoughts now. I was aware of my behaviors now when I used to kind of be on autopilot, but now I'm aware of everything that's going on. I'm just like, you know what? You know, I sent that to her and then she responded back and she was like, "Cool, come on in. So we set up an appointment.
0: (laughs) Do you think that do you think that therapists are less likely to work with someone with your diagnosis versus someone who was victim to someone with your diagnosis?
1: Um, Some of I think some of them would. I think some of them would (laughs) just definitely not work with people with uh, MPD. um, well, I mean, there's uh, I think there's an aspect of it, like, are you going to
0: therapy to get tools or are you yes. going to therapy to get weapons?
1: Uh, and, yeah. So, I, again, I know Facebook groups, I, I just put my name in the Facebook group the other day. And one of the first things I commented was just like, I told my wife, I'll go to therapy. I'm either going, it's either going to heal me or it's just going to give me more tools to become a better narcissist. You know, mm-hmm. and I did, I didn't get healed, you know? So, <laughs> but I I just feel like being a better narcissist doesn't necessarily mean I have to be a, a worse person, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just like, if I can use these tools to become, be a better person to, to control some of these behaviors, then I can live a, you know, sim- somewhat, somewhat authentic life, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, yeah. A lot. So people nowadays, I think, when people see that I know, some of them would would love to work with me because they 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 get fascinated. It's just like I would love to work with somebody like that. I get emails all the time from therapists, like whatever, You're like let's do a podcast, let's do an interview, or whatever. I am like, cool, cool, you know. But some of them would just be like, hell no, you know. No, mm-hmm. they would just say no because they think that people in my position would take, would try to get the tools to become better manipulators and hurt more people and stuff like that. And I'm that. sure there's, I'm sure there's people who do that for sure. Oh yeah. I, I, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cause not, not everybody knows. That. So being in those groups showed me that not everybody, there's a self-aware narcissist wants to be a better person. Some of them are just a hundred percent. Just like, you would say that's me. an aspect of having mm-hmm. narcissist personality, or not wanting to be a better person. Yeah. Just you are awesome as you are. Yep, this is this is me, the world gotta deal with me. That's what mm-hmm. some people would say in those groups. There's like I, and some of them were in therapy. they was just like, yeah, this is me, the world gotta deal with me. You know what I mean I mean if not- it's not curable too. So like
0: wh- what exactly do you do? <laughs> like I I feel like do you feel like yeah. society would just rather people like you just disappear? Put them, know, on, put them on an island i've I've seen that before, just like, you yeah, know,
1: put them on a boat and ship them to the island.
0: okay, let's just drugs. get it <laughs> what would happen if we had an island full of people with MPD? Would they just eat each other alive like
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like sooner or later some type of hierarchy would develop onto the island it just be like less a narcissist like a, <laughs> a, 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 a higher class of narcissists <laughs> it would just it would work itself out like that, but people people say that though like. I don't go like so for me. I just accepted the fact that like I don't go to therapy to try to get healed. I don't like so in in talking to people. I mean, I've talked to thousands of people over the last few years I've been doing this. I don't I I kind of I don't want to be healed or cured because the the emotions that people feel, that hurt and pain they feel dealing with people. I just like I don't I don't you know I don't want that. I just like it, mm-hmm. it looks like it sucks, you know. To be crying over somebody and you can't get over that person and just hurt and be trauma bonded or, you know, Stockholm syndrome to a person who's been hurting you for years and cheating on you and beating on you. I just like, I don't, I, I, just, I feel like I'm fine with who I am as long as I'm not hurting other people, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm just like, I don't go to be cured or anything like that. I just go to manage the behaviors, to, to dig through why I do what I do and to learn more about myself now. I think it's and like it a, a, a grass is greener situation too, because I I am that
0: person you're talking about. Very empathetic. I'm very high emotion and feeling. And it's it's a ride sometimes I wish I could get off of, but also it allows me to have a deeper connection with certain yeah. people. So it's kind of like so, like you, for example, your wife is telling you you need to go to therapy, you're a narcissist.
1: Why'd she stay with you? You know, why um, just, so, for me, it's always been about consistent change behaviors. And I had already – so, even before that, even though I wasn't where I wanted to be in life, I was still better off than what I was originally. You know, I was I, – because I would never be where I want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I tell people I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't, like, broken, bummy. I just wasn't successful. <laughs> so right. It's like, yeah. So – I I tell her I was going to hit a goal. I was like, I'm going to hit a goal. I I was hitting goals that I was set with her. I was just like, hey, I'm going to do this, do this, do this. You know, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this type of job. I'm going to quit this and do this. So I had already developed a pattern with her, of when I say something, some big change like that, I'm going to do it. So she trusted the fact that I was like, look, I'm going to go to therapy. You know, and you know, I'm going to work on it. I'm not going to stop going to therapy because like if I stop going to therapy, I would just revert back to the previous 32 years of behavior as opposed to like the last one, two, three, four, five now. Um, so it's just been a, a pattern of consistent change behavior and just like allowing her space to grow on her own. It's just like her feeling more comfortable expressing her opinion and being able to talk to me as opposed to just kind of walking on eggshells and not, and feeling like she had to keep her stuff to herself, hmm. you know? Cause she would normally feel like if she had to say something, she would not say it, you know? And it would annoy me because I would find out she said it to somebody else. I was like, why don't you just tell me, you know? She's like, cause, cause I feel like you wouldn't care. Yeah, she like, because of this, like, he, <laughs> this reaction you're giving me right now, you would have done that if I would have told you. No, I wouldn't have. You didn't know. So you didn't tell me. That's what you get, no? So, so has you, that know. changed? Has that yeah, 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 yeah. changed? That's, yeah. So now she can talk to me. You know, she can talk more to me now. Just like. How do you control that? Feel, that, control that, in, that need to, like. Why didn't you
0: come to me and talk to me? Like, like, why shouldn't talk to you? How do you control that part of yourself?
1: It just, it just kind of like for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> just telling tell the therapist, cause my therapist kind of looks like my wife. So I think there's a, a level of transference going on there. Huh. I talked, I talked to my therapist, like I talked to her. And Interesting. My therapist. So my therapist, she don't care. She'd be talking shit to me. You know, she 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 could yeah. give it back. You know, she's like, we gonna do this? stop coming. You know, so I'm just like, so she'll give it back to me. So so I just tell her issues that we have, and she was just like, So how did we get here? And then I start talk, talking to her, and she would explain it. She will just dissect it piece by piece, and I'd be like, "Oh." So mm-hmm. I try not to let really it get to that point now. Yeah. You know, so even though I don't, I'm still not the highly emotional person that wants to hear complaints and stuff like that. When she wants to talk about something, yeah, I'll take my little deep breath. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I used to be take. You know, I used to be exasperated, Like, oh, here we go. Now it's like, okay, here we go. Say yeah. It. You know, just deep breaths, and I listen. You know, because I used to listen to react. No, I, I was listening, waiting to jump on something, something to attack her about. Now I'm listening to respond. I let her finish and I analyze what she says. And I'm like, okay, is this, everything is not an attack. Like most narcissists feel like when you want to talk about an issue, it's automatically an attack on them. Personalization. You know, it's, yeah. It's all, it's all automatically criticism. There's no such thing in like. What about constructive criticism? Like there's no, it's all criticism. I feel like
0: nobody, like I'm noticing this a lot on social media now is like, you can't have a disagreement with someone without them Mm -hmm. taking it as a personal attack. That's not, I don't, that's not specific. I do that. That's something I had to work on in therapy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How much, how much of, how much is, are you born this way? How much of it is nurture? Is it a bit of both?
1: So, so. Typically, I used to think it was just going through just childhood and stuff like that. Like it's a neglect, trauma, whatever. Everybody has their own different experiences. But some people said there could be a, just from doing research and stuff like that and talking to more people, there could be a biological component to it as well. It could be, you know, a little bit hereditary and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because no, mental health stuff goes on in my family. I didn't, I didn't know. Because like, my, my dad was in my life, but he wasn't like dad. You know what I mean? He was just like, you know, the the dude you see at the YMC he play basketball with. I'm like, I'm kind of <laughs> looking like, oh, that, oh, that's my dad. That's why we look a you know? Yeah that type of relationship right there. But I never knew his dad, you know, I I was like, I guess he passed away before I I learned about it. But like a couple of years into my therapy journey, I'm just curious. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Why why me? Typically I ask why me, you know, victim mode going on. Why me? Why do I I have to have this personality disorder? So I get on ancestry.com and I just start putting my family members names and stuff like that. And I I know my grandma, my maternal grandma, my paternal grandma. I knew her. You know, I just didn't know her husband or my my grandpa. I was like, where who the hell was he? You know, I saw a picture of him a long time ago, I remember. But I got on ancestry.com and his death certificate was on there. It's just crazy how that works. Like his mm. the only thing, the only evidence they have is his death certificate that <laughs> he even existed on yeah. Ancestry.com. And the cause of death was like suicide. He shot himself. You know. Whoa. So he hasn't yeah, he was like 28 years old and went in the bathroom at 530 on a Monday morning and just bang. And my dad I think my dad found him when he was like eight years old, you know, and this is like in the seventies, you know? Or- I mean, you would say, you would think though, that like, if say it passes down
0: and say mm-hmm. he had MPD, wouldn't wouldn't killing yourself over that be anti-yourself aggrandizing? Or is that a way to send yourself yeah. after death?
1: Yeah. So I don't know if he had, like I said, I don't know if he had MPD. He had some kind of mental health stuff going right. on, but like him unaliving him to killing himself, or whatever. And my dad finding him, could have traumatized my mm. father and gave him NPD which could have made him be neglectful towards me which led to me be having NBD. so a kid mm. you know he had something going on I don't know if it's NBD. he had something going on where he, he just decided you know what Instead of going to work, I'm going to heaven or hell. because you didn't it's get like you that.
0: didn't get diagnosed back then, especially like especially as a man, you don't you just mm-hmm. suck it up, be a man, and and go yeah. and go and go live. But I saw a I saw a video that you made where you're talking about how the child version of you would want to come out, and then the narcissist version would step in front. Oh, all the time. That so is, oh, describe God. that process. What happens? Because it seems like it seems like the narcissist part was to protect that child part, but. It, it, do at any point does that child part get to come out or is it always
1: behind the narcissist it's it's kind of like always behind the narcissist bar so i said i was going to do a video on this recently but I, I don't know how to word it you know because mm-hmm. I, I tell people like when i just told you a few minutes ago i don't want to feel and stuff like that that's the narcissist part of me talking i do want to feel that you know i do <laughs> that's the narcissist part of me just coming out just like, i don't, don't want to be like you you know it's just like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well i don't want to be like you but like a part of me does like it's like a part of me is like that i'm not full like i don't think anybody is 100% narcissistic i just think that the the child the inner child of them has been so wounded that the narcissistic part is like the, the an outer shell you know it's mm-hmm. like the shell that's developed to protect the inner child so i get moments of time where i'll just like you know i'll be watching like a sad movie or something like that you know um the movie i kind of go to now is interstellar Um, Oh man, that movie gets me, (laughs) especially behind the bookshelf. Forget it, forget it. Yeah, yeah. So that that movie right there is that one. That's that's the scene right there. Yep. But it's one scene (laughs) in particular when he um when they got caught on that planet when they seven I guess thirty three years had went by twenty three years something a lot of time had went by Mm -hmm. and he was he was like playing the videos from his kids and they was grown and he was like crying in front of the camera. I was like, ah. So I felt I felt that for a minute. I was like, I can feel my some tears rolling up, and then I was like. And it's just like, it's kind of like the tears come down and it's like, it's like, suck it back. Yeah, in. Just, <laughs> it just stopped
0: <laughs> like, that. So the narcissist stops you from feeling emotion because emotion is how you got harmed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Being be, being vulnerable is how I got hurt. So just the vulnerability seems like a it's opening yourself up to, for more pain. So the narcissistic part just kicks in and just doesn't want you to feel that. You know, I have moments like where I can feel it. I can allow it to happen because like I do some acting here and there um i had to do an acting scene one time where like my it was like my um uh, my mom and my brother and sister had all got you know killed and i had to react to be sad and stuff like that And i you know i got to feel that because like my, my it's like the the narcissist part of like the, oh this is part of this is part of the journey right this is mm-hmm. acting so you can feel it so that's why i like acting sometimes oh you see me do my skits i like doing the skits so i can do, i can feel sometimes like yeah hey, i can feel you know um, so you, you want, it's almost seems like
0: you want to feel those emotions, but if it's mm-hmm. not something that is kind of separate from you in some way, yeah. like with acting, you stop mm-hmm. yourself. And so yep. what, who, did someone tell you that you weren't allowed to be vulnerable? Did someone beat it into you? Like, how, how did you get that attitude?
1: I wish I could tell you, I, I do not know. Like, I promise you, I don't know. And that's the thing right there that so i so when i say i don't know my body knows my mind knows like my something in me knows the narcissistic part of me knows and mm. it, won't, it won't allow me to remember it you know wow. so d- doing inner child work and like, like i said we were doing some inner child work in therapy one time i had like, i had my so like close your eyes like what's your earliest memory so my earliest memory was me like riding my bike around the house right mm-hmm. um <laughs> and i was happy riding my bike around the house and she was like, zoom out of it. Oh, I don't know. I forgot what she, how, how exactly I zoomed out of my memory, like a TV, you know. Yeah. Because I had that memory so many times. Because it's a happy memory, you know. I like the memory, so I know where everything is at in that memory. I like zoom out. Like, what do you, <laughs> you know, put the put the camera higher? So that's, I did it somehow. And uh in the corner of that memory was the adult adult version of me. It was scary as hell. Like it was like literally the adult version of me. And she was like, get off your bike and go towards the, the go towards the version of you. So. I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. I hop off the bike and I start walking towards the adult version of me and like literally start having a physical reaction in therapy. Like I started getting goosebumps and started crying. She's like, what's going on? I was just like, I don't know. I'm just getting angry as hell right now. <laughs> so the closer I got to the adult version of me, um, is there's like a door behind him. And it's just like the adult version of me just like would not let me go go past it. And I was getting so angry. I had to, she's like, okay, we got to step out of it. Cause I was so you're just like, like constantly in battle with yourself. Then. Yeah. It's just like, you know, and uh, the the inner child is not strong enough to take on the narcissistic part of me, you no. know? So it was, it was, it was, it was scary as hell. It's just like, you know, I tell people that story. It's just like that was the demon right there Lee. That was the, you know, that was the, the Jezebel mm-hmm. spirit that's inside of me right there, <laughs> you know, pray, pray it away. <laughs> it's, it's the, like.
0: I did EMDR therapy. Uh, and it was like really wild being able to, like, I was looking in one of my memories at 13 year old B and it's like really weird to be able to observe yourself. Cause you see yeah. it, like you see yeah. it in your brain. Um, but and it's almost, does your memory change at all? Or is it just consistently the same thing?
1: That memory is the same. That memory is the same over and over again. Like, I can't, I, I can't zoom out of it now. Like, if I wanted to, I can't do it right now because hmm. it was some stuff that we had to do. But she was like, that, that that door right there is the door. That's why you, your brain allows you to experience this memory because it's a happy memory. Mm. Something behind that door is some, there's some trauma behind that door that you're, you're like, the narcissistic part of you knows what happened. It just one that you remember it because it feels like it's, it's protecting you from something.
0: That's wild. So, I want to take a moment in the middle of this podcast to thank you guys for listening. This is a brand new endeavor for me, and it's wonderful, the back and forth that we've had, all of the insights and minds that we have changed and grown together Make sure that when you listen to this, you review it, you like it, you share it so that I can share you guys, as well as join up on Patreon, patreon.com slash unfiltered friends for behind the scenes. Eventually, this place will be filled with advertisements. (laughs) But for right now, I just want to say thank you and let's get back to the episode
1: learning more. because I told her I was gonna read the book. Uh, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I have I it, me, no. I've read it. She told me to hold off on reading it. <laughs> yeah, I would agree on that.
0: That <laughs> Man, that book was a journey. That that one was a journey. And um, yeah, no, I've read a couple. I, I kinda, I'm taking a chill on like self-help stuff for mm-hmm. right now. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna accept me as I am for right now. <laughs> because <laughs> if you constantly are trying to self-improve, which, which I think is a yeah. good thing, you also never accept yourself. So you're yeah. just like constantly discontent with like yeah. where you are.
1: I feel I feel the same way because I, I got a, most of my Audible stuff is self help stuff. So I had this like sort of adding acting books and stuff like that mm-hmm. to it just to break it up sometimes. You know, <laughs> just to break it up. So I, I understand that. I'm just like I'm just you know, sometimes I can get tired doing the same thing and talk about the same thing over and over again. Just right. Just building on that journey. So what are what are some
0: of the most common manipulation tactics that someone who has MPD uses? To control people is it, is it control?
1: Is that what it is? Um, so most times, the the goal of most narcissistic people is to control everything around them, not just the people, the circumstances, everything around them. Like that seems fe- that seems fear based. It is, yeah. It's fear, it's fear of loss. It's the fear of abandonment. You know, if I lose this, you if I if you have this, you'll leave me. So they're
0: going like on that. the offensive, essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, the always.
0: So what are the ways that a narcissist controls people and environment?
1: So typically with people, it just depends on the circumstance. Sometimes it's through finances, like they'll financially abuse you. They'll, you know, if you are typically the way the the way the financial abuse works, if it's like the stay at home mom with the narcissistic toxic husband who makes all the money and controls them, Mm -hmm. like gives them an allowance. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. And they keep you at home for like 10, 15 years. So, you know, who's going to hire you with a 15 year gap in your resume and stuff like that. So they control you like that. And that's that conscious. Way. Yeah, that's super conscious. Whoa. They, you know, so some people will try to get you. Some people will try to get you. You will try to get a job. It's like, OK, the kids are in school now. Let me go ahead and go to work now. Nah. what do you, you need? Know, what do you need to go to work for? You go, you, and you know, what do you need to go to work for? You, you want to meet somebody else? You're going to try to replace me? You're going to cheat on me? You're, it's always something to make them feel guilty about wanting to go get a job or wanting to go back to school and things like that. Huh. You know, you, you try to keep them at that level because you don't want them to surpass you because you feel like they surpass you. They won't need you anymore. If they make mm-hmm. their own money. What do they need me for? and stuff like that. So that's one of the most common things you see in that dynamic is, is the financial abuse part of it. The other part is just gaslighting you and just guilting you into just staying with them and making you feel like you need them in your life.
0: I mean, like that's- Nobody else wants you. That is a term that is thrown around a ton now. And no I, don't, I don't think it's accurately used in a <laughs> no, lot of no, cases. No, so no. So uh, how would you, so put yourself in that person's shoe. If you were trying to
1: gaslight somebody, what would you do? So gaslighting for me is trying to make somebody question you. You make people question their reality and their truth. Do you have a you story what- that you where you've done that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now outside my head, maybe I think about something like that. But I can. I, so I, I typically give examples like if you like, I did a skit very recently where um, there was a note on the board. It was like pick me up at eight o'clock. The narcissistic person forgot to pick them up and change it all oh, down. I forgot to pick him up at eight and change it to 10 o'clock or change wow. it to don't to don't pick me up. And you come home, you see the board. Like I left my note on the board. Why don't you come pick me up at eight? And the note, the board has changed. It's like, it says, don't pick you up. Like, huh? Well, you wrote, don't pick you up. So what am I supposed to do? Hmm. You know that you wrote, pick me up at eight, but now the board is changed and you don't know who actually wrote it. Did you write that? Why would you do this? So now you confuse <laughs> yourself. Now you don't know what's true or what's not true. Yeah. I think think. people think, every lie is gaslighting, but it's not, you know what I mean? Every lie is not gaslighting. It, gaslighting is taking it to the next level, make you question like your you know, reality. Gaslighting, yeah. yeah. Gaslighting is nothing to make people feel like they're going crazy. You know, just like, I just feel like I was going crazy for years or whatever. Like, no, just like this person, this person I spend the night with is just a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just mm. like, we sleep in the same bed, but we're, nothing happens, you know, we're just yeah. friends and stuff like that. And you, But you know the truth. Like, you come home, like, how did how did she get pregnant then? If you're just sleeping in the same bed, just, I don't know just osmosis. You know, just sometimes you know, it happened. You know, Jesus got her. God got her pregnant. So mm. whatever happened, it's not my baby. Yeah, you know, I'm just telling you, gaslighting is making you. It takes it to the next level of making you actually question your reality. I think when, people, when I see people it's like you're trying to gaslight us, I'm like, how? how? you know, <laughs> you know, especially I was just like, when I'm literally telling the truth. I'm like, you're I'm like, when you tell me I'm trying to gaslight you, you're actually trying to gaslight me. Cause I know what my truth, I know what the truth is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. how, how would
0: someone combat that if they know that, that their truth is, is factual, but you've done such a masterful job of making them question that what, what how do people combat that? How do people I, find the reality again?
1: So I th- tell people like, record stuff document stuff like take pictures you know record mm. things take pictures because if you'd take a picture of the board like the, the example i gave you with the changing the board mm-hmm. if you're taking a picture of that board when you came home it's just like you changed it didn't you no i didn't change it you did this wow. dude here's a picture here's a video of me leaving the house you know I've rec- but if you get to that point right there do you actually want to be in that relationship dynamic exactly you know, it's like, like
0: what's the point at that point yeah
1: If you have to get to the point where you're recording literally every single thing that you do, your every interaction with this person, do you really want to? Is it is it worth it now? You have a you know a Rolodex or you know a a whole MacBook Pro full of just recordings of this person just lying to you. You know, you you become like an
0: FBI agent instead of a partner. (laughs) And like, what's the point at that
1: point? Another thing I tell people is like, don't you know what the truth truth is? Don't argue the truth because gaslighting only works if you argue it. You know, if you're fighting, if you're questioning the reality, mm. it only works if you're arguing back and forth. Like, no, if, you, if you're if you not talking to it, I tell people one, one the mistake they make when they're dealing with narcissistic people, you, you just let them talk too much. It, like, because if you let them talk enough, they're going to convince you otherwise. They just are. Or they're going to exhaust you into saying things like, let's agree to disagree. I give up. Like, you'll just give up. You know, they just want to exhaust you into believing them or questioning your reality. Like, something that should take one minute takes three hours do you want you for three hours
0: yeah like uh i heard the term gray rocking uh yeah. basically like giving them the fires that you don't feed will burn themselves out so if you're trying to make me question my reality i come back with okay and that's the end of the conversation what do you think the narcissist i mean obviously not every narcissist is the same but yeah it, would they try to escalate it at that point or would they leave it be like what do you think
1: so it really just depends on who you're dealing with because some am try to escalate and get mad you know it was like gray rocking works sometimes, mm. but like sometimes gray rocking just make them angry just will just anger people. So describe describe gray rocking for people who don't know. So gray rock is just like is you no know, typically the easiest way, it's just like you become boring as a rock. You don't you you try not to you try not to engage as much as possible. You you engage as little as possible with this person, especially if you're living with them. You know, and great rocking is just a temporary thing because like gray rocking is, is supposed to be preparing you to leave or to pre- preparing you to escape and stuff like that. Mm. It's kind of like you go into um, I think somebody called it uh, observe, mm. don't absorb. Like you're observing this person, you're not mm. absorbing what they say. You know, you should just try like you just said. You're trying to stifle up the fires. So that you don't you don't, you're not stoking the fires if you don't need to. If mm. it's not worth arguing your battles don't argue about it like okay mm-hmm. I, you know like don't let them gas like you just remaining you kind of become boring you know you don't yeah. give them the emotional reactions they're look typically looking for but again if you're not giving them emotional reactions sometimes they'll escalate and get very very angry at you and some people are, will become physically violent towards you you know start th- throwing so, stuff at you or putting their hands on you so
0: if you are going to use that technique use it in conjunction with uh, uh with a plan to leave uh, just in case yeah. things escalate to a point of violence yeah
1: yeah yes because gaslighting for an extended period it's not it's not meant to i mean not gaslight <laughs> gray rocking um is not meant to be for a long time you know mm-hmm. it's not meant to last three years like because again this was you, you three years of gray rocking you know it's that just, sounds it tiring can drive you crazy there's no connection it, it there is. at that it, point it, so why are you even in that relationship mm-hmm. yeah it, it can just drive you it, gray rocking can actually backfire on you and, just make you drive you crazy because typically, when you're in these types of relationships, they isolate you. Don't you have less friends and less family to turn to? So, you just it's just you and this person, anyways, or you and the kids, and you don't have any human interaction anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like in your one human interaction, is just like, hi, right, bye, you just, you know. It'll drive you crazy.
0: Yeah, that so. that what you just said actually brings me to a question from one of my people on Patreon, Annika. She wants to know if if narcissists ever get to a point that if everyone walked away from them, would they seek growth or are they content with
1: isolation? Um, so if everybody walked away from me, I would just go find another group of people. To so be, to it's you just of. you just go somewhere else it would just depend on the person. Like cause I, sometimes some narcissistic people do like being by themselves. They will just, they prefer to self isolate and things like that. So if everybody were to walk away from them, they would blame everybody else. It was like, well, everybody's crazy as hell except for me. You know, I, I have this only, I have this one perspective on the world and everybody else sees the world differently, you know, mm-hmm. great. And they might to try to replace y'all anyway. So, yeah, I just think it, you could try that, but in the end, would that work for you? Mm, you know, so the narcissist will
0: pretty much always find a way to feed that part of themselves. But yeah. it kind of goes against the idea that it is protection, because if you if it's protection and you're seeking a group to do that to, that's actually
1: predation to me, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, so I find it can be a little bit of both, because like I said, I don't think, so my intent, so... I don't think my intent was ever to integrate myself into a group of people just just to manipulate them and hurt them. Does that happen? Yeah, it happens over time because you just, you know, it becomes defensive against other people who, because you don't want to let people in too close, you know. Mm -hmm. So it becomes, the dynamic switches in the group typically. Like I integrate myself into this group and they're getting too close. mm -hmm, So you start to do little stuff like that to protect yourself. You become the narcissist in the group then, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So but most of them, like I said, some of them like will absolutely self isolate and be rather be by themselves and to, to deal with people if they feel like people are less than them. It's just, I'm tired. Of, and sometimes they'll say it. Like, I'm tired of dealing with humans. That makes it makes like they're above <laughs> humans. You know. So it, it gets to that level of grandiose where you god, you it, think you are a god essentially. <laughs> yeah. Some of them have god complexes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Some of them will just be by themselves. Just like I'm. I'm a solo act. I don't have many friends. They'll say I keep my circle small and the circle is just them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally just them um you talked about um
0: how dating apps are basically a narcissist playground
1: right oh God. Yeah. so describe why because dating apps are so impersonal because mm. like so if you're typically most people you know you get on these dating apps you put what you're looking for in a person so you mm. actually give toxic people narcissists whatever, um, the blueprint to become whoever they need to be to get you, you know, oh, you like Luke Bryan? Cool. I'm just going to start listening to Luke Bryan. Oh, you like this? You like this color roses? Don't be surprised if our first date, I'm listening to, you know, to uh, some Luke Bryan and I got some yellow roses. Surprise. Like, how did you know? Like, it's on your information. It's on your profile. It's on your information. Yeah. You put your likes and dislikes on there. So I tell people just keep it as, if you're gonna be on dating apps, keep it as vague as possible and draw people out. Re- reject people, tip tell people no. Just like I just said saying no online can help save you from so many toxic people because they'll rage out on you typically if you reject them in somebody type of way. Yeah. You, know, you ain't that you ain't that cute anyway. You ugly, you fat, they'll 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 insult you.
0: But you how know? do you tell how do you tell the difference between someone who's being narcissistic and someone who genuinely has similar interests to you? Is there a way?
1: I, time. You got it. it takes time. time. You got to you got to weed them out. Yeah, you got. That's why I said like most narcissistic people are trying to rush. They're they're, mm. in the, they're so in they the show their because, ass fast. Yeah, most of them do. Some, yeah, some of them just like slow, like slow cook, like you no know, crock pots But like some of them will absolutely, most of them will absolutely try to rush you into stuff because like they're not being their true authentic selves. They're being what you want them to be. So they try to rush you to fall in love with them. Yeah, mm. like, typically, like I said, the, you when you post when you post too much stuff on dating apps and social media you are giving people, you know, you pretty much giving people the ability to mirror you. Mm. So you fall in love with them. You typically are, fall, it's like you fall in love with yourself because y'all have so many similar interests because you, they're, those interests are just your interest. You know what I mean? Is that, like, is, that I mean, is that, is that an example of love bombing essentially? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is so maybe the way that you could tell is if they are just, it's just like a, a rainfall of everything that you could ever possibly want immediately yes. without enough of a connection to really know yeah. them.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I tell people just like, one way to, to tell if it's love bombing or or if it's authentic, is this sustainable?
0: You know what I mean? That's what I tell people. I was like, That's if it. these guys are coming out and they're just like, they're like rearranging like the sun and the moon for you, <laughs> it gives an unrealistic idea mm-hmm. of what your relationship will be like, because no yes. one can maintain that.
1: Yeah. Is, is this sustainable yeah is, is a, a little bit of grandiosity okay in the beginning of a relationship yeah but is it if if it's too much is this absolutely sustainable you know because one one thing I hear people talk when i talking to people the love bombing was intense that's I heard it so many times like I've heard it like that phrase probably ten thousand times yeah The love bombing phase, was, I've never been loved like that before and it's just like you know, then they're they, 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 what they call it the, the mask falls off. Like they become who they're, who they actually are. Mm-hmm. They take the mask off and show you their, their true, authentic selves, mm-hmm. you know. And by then and you're kind of already too deep in. You're already deep in. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get back to that person you, you thought you knew in the original. Yeah, so you're holding on. I know they had the potential to treat me good because they did it before, but now I don't recognize this person. Mm-hmm. You don't recognize the person because this is who they really are right now. The person they are right now is who they really are, you know. That's why I tell people just take your time. It's just like you be I, I go to my comment section, it's just like, you know, I, I told me he loved me on the first night, or we were in love on the first night. You know, she she loved bombing, and it's just like we were living together in three weeks. I'm like, how? You know, this yeah. is like three weeks and then married, married in a month and a half, two months pregnant, and then it's just like Do you uh, do you think do you
0: think the way that media portrays love in like movies and rom-coms and stuff like no. that assists narcissists?
1: Yes. Disney, Disney movies, especially. Okay. I, I it, it describe what, it, describe your thought process
0: on that. I'm curious. So
1: Disney movies, because that's what I learned stuff. Honestly, I used to watch Disney movies growing up. It's was like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to be Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. And this is what you do. You become Prince Charming, you know, and things like that. You see, Like most narcissists are charming people, you know, yeah. Did you become Prince or Princess Charming. Um because you see, narcissism is in so many of these movies. Like, I just like, I saw, I watch movies in a different lens now. I was watching uh, Frozen. Um, and uh, I loved the movie Frozen. Like, it's great. Just, when I go back and watch it, not just like Hans of the Southern Isles is a narcissist. Like, he loved bomb. <laughs> like, listen to, listen to what he said. They yeah. saw the song. And he was like, even in that song, Love is an Open Door, he was mirroring her. They wouldn't finish, like, Finish each other's sandwiches. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You weren't going to say sandwiches. You were going to say sentences. Like most people say, you know, he was literally just mirroring her. Do you song. think maybe that's just your mindset or, or like, I mean, it's just your
0: perspective, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just about
1: perspective. I'm not trying to ruin about Frozen about. for no, everybody. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a whole series about this on my YouTube channel. I'll just be funny with it. You yeah. know, just like, because he was like, literally, Hans, like, love bombed her. He had a goal in mind, though. He he might have been a sociopath. He had a goal in mind. He wanted to kill her, you know. He's like, I, I, I gotta kill you. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta kill your sister too to be become the king. You I gotta know, go back and he, watch this movie now. <laughs> go back and watch it. He tells you he he got he got neglected as a child. He had he was the he was like the youngest of fifteen brothers and sisters. He was like he would never be king, you know that type of stuff right there. He, yeah. he got neglected in his childhood, so he love bombed her. And he was gonna kill her. And he's like nobody could ever love you, Anna. I forgot,
0: you know. Who it are the crazy. Who are the most f- famous narcissists portrayed in media? Like, like in ca-
1: real life? Like characters. Oh, characters. That was I was like. Yeah. Media. Uh, <laughs> char- so. Characters, characters, characters. Because
0: uh, mm. I want uh, – basically what I'm trying to do is help people point to certain behaviors so they can at right. least be conscious of it. And I realize these are characters, but oh, maybe perfect, it's something perfect. that could help them.
1: So, the biggest narcissistic person I saw in a movie, uh, I watched it again recently. Um, you ever seen a movie Enough with Jennifer Lopez? No. Watch that movie. Okay. Her, her husband in that movie, mm. 100% narcissist, 100,000% mm. toxic. Is just, woof. He, he, is, he is like, when he always comes to the top. He always just jumped into my mind when people ask me to describe a narcissist. Like, have you seen Enough? um that and typically like i haven't watched a lot of movies here lately where narcissistic people pop up just jump off the screen at me it's always i have young kids i'm always watching disney movies that's why i just like i see them popping up in disney movies i'm just like oh you know uh (laughs) in kanto uh what is it tangled tangled the mom the mother from tangled mother gothel Mm -hmm. horrible horrible human being horrible mother you know (laughs) just super narcissist super gaslighting just guilt trips it just is terrible you know
0: so uh, you often, like most of the time, and maybe this is just because most of my audience is women. I hear about male narcissists, mm-hmm. female narcissists exist. Oh yeah. Do they present differently? Do they use different
1: techniques? Uh, so they present. So the, the, the beginning is typically, like, I think women, female narcissistic people um, are, it, <laughs> Judge Anthony said this, they're a little bit more insidious because you can't tell. Cause like, Mm. You know, typically you expect narcissists to be emotionless or just lack of emotions. Narcissistic women are—they use their emotions as a weapon. They weaponize their emotions. They weaponize empathy. I mean, no, I- intimacy—not empathy, um or empathy too. How? they weaponize their emotions against you? Intimacy, like withholding sex, you know, touch, physical touch, and things like that. So mm. it just—it—it. It, it, I've talked to, you know, it just it, people believe, you know, it's just especially with today's society. People typically are going to believe women, you know, just like you look at the the Johnny Depp case or whatever. That's the most popular one that came up recently. People just, you know, Amber Heard came up that article and just said, Johnny just did this to me. But you get into the case, you're just like, damn, Amber, you you have some stuff going on. Like, you didn't say all this, you know, and it's insidious because she was using her emotions as a weapon and she was doing things like that, you know, behind she's like, Johnny hurt my feelings so much. And then she got James Franco coming to the crib, you know, later that night, just like it's just. <laughs> it just it's just a little wow they present a little bit differently because they just you know they use they more use their emotions as a weapon i 100 percent know in
0: hindsight now that i so i was watching a video from a psychotherapist mm-hmm. and she was basically saying that empathetic feeling men are like beacons for narcissists like oh, yeah. they, they see that, they see that and they're like, oh, that guy's going to be easy to manipulate. And I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely had that experience for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond that at this point. Cause I started to be able to, to uh, recognize it. But when say like gender aside, mm-hmm. is it a conscious thing where you're like, I'm going to go manipulate this person or is it just
1: how you relate to people? So for me, it's, I don't, so I don't, i am like I said, I don't, I, I, I've never had a relationship where I was like, this woman is easy to manipulate. I'm going to go get her. Mm-hmm. I just feel like once you meet these people, once you meet the person and you feel their energy and their vibes, it kind of goes from there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just hard to tell until you get to know somebody. You, it's just like, your energy is kind of like, you, you You can, I don't know, it's just like, you can feel it sometimes. You know, you can feel when somebody's super extremely vulnerable and things like that. And like what you were just saying a few minutes ago about like. Empathetic people being a beacon. Yeah. Once you, once you, a narcissistic person kind of gets involved with you and they talk to you, they interact with you, they can tell you you're highly empathetic and they will play on your empathy. They'll weaponize that against you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How do they do? How do they, yeah, how do they do that? You're such a caring, loving person. You wouldn't, you wouldn't hold me accountable for this, would you? You know, just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just like, you wouldn't expose me to the world, would you? Cause like, you know, you, you are not like that. They'll weaponize your niceness against you. You're too nice to do this. You're too nice to say that. You're too nice to reject me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I, now I talk to, I, I think, so most of my platform is women too, which is, you know, I think 10, across the board, like 10 to 12% or, or men. Yeah. When I talk to men. Same demographic for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when I talk to men, it's just like, there's like, man, my girl, she did, like she didn't, she going back and forth between, she made me feel so sorry for her, but then she cheated on me. And then she blamed her childhood past If she blamed her yeah. trauma or her mom. She blamed her mom and how her mom treated her on me. And I took her back foolishly, man. Then she cheated on me again, same person. And then she left me for this person. And then she reached out to me and said that he was abusing her. And I felt bad for her again. It's just like they they weaponized your your empathy, mm-hmm. that, that feeling of caring, kind, compassion. They weaponized that against you. They they absolutely it, And
0: I've it gets seen. frustrating because if I point it out, people don't, people believe that I'm the only one who could have done it. It's not the woman's fault. It's yep. it's and like I'll I'll just describe what happened in this one relationship. We broke up 3 times. I broke up each time, but she always found something to like she was a little bit older than me. She said I didn't understand relationships enough. Okay, there you go. Then the next time it was we should probably try couples therapy. Cause I'm not, you're not trying hard enough to stay in this, but we didn't go to unbiased therapy when we went to her therapist, she's been going to. So I would just Mm -hmm. get my ass handed to me every single Mm -hmm. session, no matter what. And then the final time we broke up and I was done, I quit my job. I moved out. I actually moved back home just to get away from her. And she sent me pictures of the dogs. Like, oh, you're not going to come say goodbye to the dogs. Does that sound like it to you? Narcissism?
1: Oof. (laughs)
0: Oof. <laughs> and at that point I was like, I hugged the dogs. I moved out, I'm yeah. gone. And then when I landed in Chicago, just novels of the most ugly things you could mm-hmm. say to someone. I read the first sentence and I said, nope. Yeah.
1: Got rid of that. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I do. I just like, and I see a long comment, or a long message. I read the first sentence and the last sentence just to gauge the tone. I was like, I'm not reading. <laughs> no,
0: cause it was so sweet. Until mm-hmm. I said no, and then it was angry. Does yep. that sound familiar yes. to narcissistic yep. behavior? So you, so you, so you see it, you feel it. You've been, you've been part of it. Who's the toughest to manipulate? Who, Maybe. what person, what personality type would be the hardest for
1: a narcissist to get to? Narcissists, anybody who has strong boundaries, unwavering boundaries. You, you typically will avoid narcissists. That's like say, that's
0: a phrase I always said. Like the people who. Get the most upset about you having boundaries or the people who
1: benefited from
0: you having none.
1: Yep. Yep. And as I just said, it, it's like, how do I, like, how do I, how, you know, early on, how do I tell if I'm dealing with a narcissist? Set a boundary, say no. Now, and people typically do have boundaries until you meet somebody that makes you want to change those boundaries. You may mm. just like, if it, and typically it's drawn on physical attraction. You meet somebody that you're physically attracted to, you're just like, you know, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to I'm going to drop it's, when you drop boundaries in the beginning. It's hard to put them up later on. Yeah, you know I, mean?
0: I think yeah. that's probably why. And, and I'll explain from from my perspective uh, as someone who's like has high levels of empathy for people. Me setting a boundary for somebody in my mind, and I still fight this is me telling that person I don't care about them so maybe that's a reason why i attracted so many people who were narcissistic is because they kind of could sense that about me and knew that they could continue to push it because i was concerned about them but they were also concerned about them which kind of leaves me in the dark over here by yeah. myself
1: yep it'll that, happen right there yeah yeah because it's, it's i typically tell people you like you'll, you lose your identity in these type of relationships. You know, mm-hmm. you lose your sense of self and your your self worth and stuff like that. Because they'll 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 hamper, it's like they chisel away at it over time. Mm-hmm. It's you very know, gr- it was it. very gradual, very gradual.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what is what is your true intent? I mean, we kind of touched on it in the beginning, but what is the true intent behind the content that you put out? Because people will question, and we kind of mm-hmm. covered that. You will yeah. you do. I think everyone yeah. gets served by the content yeah. that they make, but what beyond that? What is your true intention behind exposing all of this thing? Because it f- seems very uh, anti what Narcissism, a narcissist yeah. would do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why. So I, I get that. So my ver- the very first, I was actually talking to my therapist about this the other day. I like because the very first video I made on on TikTok on my on my mental health page. I have two TikToks. My other one is just comedy and funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But um. My very first video I made on TikTok about uh, mental health stuff was um, I was on the way to therapy and I just knew how I was just super nervous. And I was just like, my wife had just, she had just came back home for the, the last, the very most, the most recent time she came back home. Um, and I was just super nervous. I was just like, I hate feeling like that. I just, I just hate feeling like I'm super isolated on the world by myself. So I was just like, I made my video. I was just like, I'm on the way to therapy. I have narcissistic personality disorder and I just want. not you know more men to feel like it's okay to go get help. It's okay to mm-hmm. not be okay, but it's not okay to hurt people and things like that. So that was my intent, was to help more people get into therapy. I just want to make, to normalize therapy. Um, because honestly, when I got on TikTok, I had no idea narcissistic abuse was a thing. I, I didn't know it existed. I didn't know that term existed. Mm. The gaslighting. I didn't know none of that stuff. I, I knew that I was doing it, but I didn't know it existed until I got on TikTok. And when I posted my first video, people were just like, you know, the first comment I got on there was like, this is so dangerous. I was like, what? You know, I'm just like, I had that pushback. I was like, how is me talking about my mental health and trying to get people to therapy dangerous? And then um, Tina Swinton from One Mom's Battle had reached out to me and kind of went over it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's why you know, I, love, I love Tina.
0: Wait, so what was dangerous about it?
1: Because I didn't know narcissistic abuse was a thing. And uh-huh. apparently there was a whole community on TikTok called Narc Talk that was talking about how to get away from narcissists and how to recognize it. So, I come on there and tell my I'm a narcissist in therapy, it might convince people to stay. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, so that's why I think. So, I didn't know. So, it helped me. So, the intent of my platform now is just to help people. It's still to help. I will still want more men to go to therapy. You know, but I also want I still, the goal is still the same, but it's just, it just morphed and had, you know, that, that was the foundational goal right there to help more men get to therapy. Now, it's just help more people live authentic lives. I hate you know, one of the the things I hate. You know, I do have a hero complex. You know, I just like saving people somehow. Right. But um, one thing I hate when I see people getting away with such such horrible horrible stuff. You know, just like, oh, he didn't cheat on me fifteen times and beat me up, and now I, you know, I'm I I can't get away from this person. I just like okay, you know, hmm. this is what's going on. So now my perspective is still it's still I still want because you know. I still want to help as many people as possible get to that point where they feel like they're living true authentic lives. And if, you know, more, and, and true authentic lives mean like and finding more self-love because I feel like I like that. And I feel like the lack of self-love now is why a lot of people fall into these toxic ass situations now because, you know, a lot of people start losing their self-love and they stay in these situations where they only get validation from this toxic person. Mm. And they only getting a little bit of validation. So you stay because mm. you want more and more and more. So I just really want people now just to live more authentic and just live authentic lives. And I just want narcissistic people to go get help, honestly. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. still well, to go, I just, they're
0: never going to get cured, but you essentially, yeah. is it that you just get tools to know how to navigate life in a healthier way with less ill effect on other people?
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do. It's just more management. You learn how to manage it better, mm-hmm. you know? And I just tell people now, it's just like when they ask me, like, can my the person in my life who I think is a narcissist, can they get help? I was just like, you know, one question you have to ask, are they willing to go to therapy for the, for the rest of their lives? Cause I do, you know, I've been there mm. for the rest of my life. and I'm fine with that, you know, because I know it, it'll help me live a more authentic existence. You know, are they willing to do that? I can't get to go to one therapy session. Like, well, you kinda have your answer there. Then That's you know a, they all you need go to know once. Yeah, big if, if they don't want to go once, you either have to accept them for who they are or you have to leave them alone. Mm. You know. It's kind of no middle ground there. You can try to learn how to deal with them and stuff like that. But, you know, it just, you know, so my goal has always been just the same goal I've been repeating. It's like I just I literally want to help people for yeah. the sake of help. You know, it's, it's narcissistic, but I like helping people for the. It's me. Is helping them. You know, what I mean? there's it's
0: still like, going to be a positive effect, but there's definitely yeah. plenty of it that's just for your own self satisfaction.
1: Yeah, I, I like, it's like. I like helping people. I like being the fact that I help. It's, it's me. that's helping people. It's like, yeah, you know, Lee Hammock helped me. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. and people are just like that's a bad thing. I'm like, how? How? I like helping. <laughs> you know, what I. Mean? I uh, it, I get videos. I get hate videos about me. I just unwarranted videos. Like somebody asked me about the self-aware narcissist today. Let me tell you about these demons. I like.
0: Look, people. People have a whole <laughs> lot of opinions, and TikTok <laughs> loves distributing everybody's uh, takes about They're other people. About, yeah, <laughs> I, you okay. just get to a point where you're just like, like, I'm not even narcissistic. And at this point, mm-hmm. I just like look at it. I was like, well, nothing good is. It's kind of like read the first <laughs> sentence and and delete. There's really nothing good that's going to come from yeah. that. Um, so say someone say someone is, has a narcissistic person in their life or someone with NPD in their life, whether it be romantic or family or friends, what do they have to understand that is going to be, a re- I realize it's not all the same, but like what realities do they have to make peace with in order to stay in the life of someone with NPD or who is narcissistic?
1: So this is my perspective, like don't take it personal because- mm. Typically, the the personal attacks that narcissistic people launch on you come from a place of their own insecurities and their own, them knowing their own flaws and them not feeling whole. So they're going to ta- attack people mm. around them who make them, who typically make them feel a certain type of way about themselves. You know, mm. if you're making them feel uncomfortable in their own existences, they'll attack you. You know what I mean? Mm. They'll try to pull you, they'll try to, you know, in essence pull you down to their level to make you feel a certain type of way about yourself. So don't take it personal and also don't try to, you know, understand that you can't change that person you know mm. the only thing you can do, they have to want to actually work on themselves you can't you know i know people want to be the catalyst for in so many other people's lives because they hear my story and they think my wife was the catalyst all she did was call me a narcissist you can go, go try it go call your partner a narcissist see what happens for you You know what I mean mm-hmm. i had already been on a like i said i had already been on a journey anyway and it just so happens that you know the higher power put it put the word narcissist in my wife's mouth because she had never said it before. You know I mean, we've been together, like us say, five six years before she even said that word. Mm. So it's it it just happened the right moment, you know, the right moment in time and stuff like that. So it's not on like it's not on you to carry the burden of trying to help help somebody change.
0: How know, do you do how do you stop how how would you recommend someone not take it personal when it's, like how do you view it in a way that's not personal when the attack
1: seems directly it's at personal. you? It's very personal. Yeah. Yeah, it's very personal. It's personalized, because like, a lot of people ask me, do, do narcissists mean the things that they say when they say it to you? Like, yeah, they mean it, but it doesn't necessarily make it true. And it's coming from a place. It's not. It's coming from a place of you know of of typically of hurt that narcissistic mm-hmm. person has been hurt in their own lives. And, you know, and they want everybody else to hurt around them. Because why do you get to be happy and joyous and, you know, all this other stuff when I got to be sad and carrying around, around this burden?
0: God, that's like that's like 95 percent of TikTok comment sections. It's just other people <laughs> having a problem with other people being happy. Yeah. It's really odd. Yeah. I just kind of look yeah. at that and go, hello, like, why are you being mean to this person being happy? And
1: I'm not saying they're all narcissists, but it's yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> in line with that. Yeah everybody's view of happiness doesn't fit everybody's other view of happiness so they just have to take it out on people
0: so if people are uh inspired by you or want to know more from you where are the best places
1: for them to reach out to you so i would say instagram Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know instagram because i can respond to mess on instagram because tiktok is kind of i'm Five hundred message requests behind. I can't. I, can't I don't know. even look anymore at yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Instagram because like you can check quick Instagram and go through and you know, it's like so it, mental healness. Yeah, mental healness. Yeah, with, mm. with three S's on Instagram because somebody took my name. How from, dare? Or they can just email me. Um, mental healness. Uh, the number 85 at gmail.com. Yeah. So, I want to, I just want to say th- th- thank
0: you for this because I'm someone who had to go through a lot of therapy due to narcissistic damage. Mm-hmm. And so being yeah. able to actually have like an open conversation with someone who, uh, who could explain some of the things that, a lot of this was for me, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> honest, I, like, cause very, uh, how often do you meet someone who is, who has MPD, who is truly trying to help anybody but themselves. Yeah. At least in my experience. So thank you yeah. for, thank you for giving me your time. And thank you for being on Unfiltered Friends.
1: I appreciate you having me on here. Like yeah. I said, I know just like, just you still want to help as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Lee, for being on Unfiltered Friends. If you guys want to reach out to him, Follow him on social media, mental healness, however many S's that he has. And make sure that you share the most impactful points with me uh, to the internet so I can share it so that we can all grow together. Sub daily is all my social media. And until next week, this has been Unfiltered Friends.